What's up, y'all? What up, Maddie Mateo, man? What's up, man? <laughs> Maddie Mateo, what's up, brother? want to welcome everybody to another episode of La Souls Radio. I'm Mateo. And I'm Yao and choose go e Yao Masawa. Keep me chin chin. Hello, everybody. Hey. <laughs> keep me, keep me chin chin. What's up, brother? So we have a uh, real quick, let's do a check-in. I know we've been out, out of doing our, our lively activities, taking care of our families and doing our things for a bit. And now we're back here with the brother. Uh, uh, so what's up, man? What's been going on with you anyways, yo? Uh, just a lot. Like, uh, just like, in, you know, you've been up to like the last uh, few months, um, you know, a lot of activity we got, we were with AUG, we were able to go to um, Chichimeca territory and we, Participated in this uh, festival. Well, we first played in uh, Querétaro, which is like Chichimeca uh, territory, and then but we played at this festival uh, of the Totequidad, and um, and it was amazing. Um, and we nice. we joined forces with uh, uh, this uh, group that were the first ones to um, recover in the modern times the 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 pre contact instruments um and they have a very interesting story maybe we can bring them on one time um and uh they're called tribu and we connected with them and they were actually they're actually a big influence uh for us inspiration they actually uh we saw them i saw them on tv in the mexican channel out here like in 86 and they had meshed the um pre-columbian instruments with the with actually electric guitar and so they um Mm-hmm. But their focus is uh, pre-Columbian music uh, instruments, and they um, and they actually have uh, become all three of them and become um, archaeologists because they uh, musical archaeologists because they uh, were playing in front of the museum um, and they wanted access to the instruments in the in the big uh, museum of, of anthropology in Mexico, and they said no, you can't do that until you become. Um, if the only way you could have access to the instruments is if you, um, you know, was became an uh, archaeologist. So they became, they all went to school so they could access instruments and <laughs> reproduce them. And they actually, they have, they discovered um, one of the first archaeological um, unearthing they did, they discovered a, a woman, uh, a woman musician with uh, turtle shell and antlers, because uh, you know how you see that mm. a lot. Was well, that's actually mm-hmm. from from the pre-contact times, and also you know like in the patriarchal sense, a lot of Aztec dancers. Oh, women can't touch the instruments. Women can't touch the wet. Well, well that totally, yeah, yeah that totally throws that out the window. So <laughs> Deep out. We internalized patriarchy. We're still calling it that. so amazing. Just amazing. Um, <laughs> story amazing experience and so th- that's been a big part of our our journey and and we were gifted with a teponasli from um there's a a group of chichimeca honas right because there's a there's a there's a coalition of tribes um called the grand chichimeca and they're uh include uh Gashkan, Zac- uh Zacateco, 
uh, Chichimecajonas, Huachichil, uh, which is actually Huichol descendants, and um, mm-hmm. others that I'm, I think, Tepuan too. Um, and so they, they, uh, we did a, a collaboration with them when we went down there as well. During the same performance, super amazing. And they gifted us with a Teponasti, a Jaguar Teponasti. Um, and so a lot of, lot of like great affirmation, you know, like a lot of great, uh, you know, because oh. over here, you know, we have that issue of, um, you know, that we're not indigenous, you know, we're not, because um, we're not from here and we're not federally recognized. But like, you know, to go down there and just be affirmed and reconnect with other like-minded, because, you know. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, the Mexicans, you know, in general, we're very so colonized that we, uh, the, the the general population are so embarrassed to acknowledge that, you know, and that's the whole other show that we could do. But anyways, it was just very affirming. Yeah, yeah that's another. Right on, man. What right about on, you? Right what, on. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> man. And what you been up to? <laughs> that's my response. All right, <laughs> no, all right, all right. no, man, we're real quick. But what, but what I have been working on, and, uh, you know, I do this production every year in theater called Voices of Sun. Um, it was a really beautiful experience. We had, um, you know, different indigenous uh, folks share their story from the lens of their experience. And some of it was was um, very painful. Some of it was comedic. But it's something that, you know, I've been doing for the past few year, years. And also, you know, if y'all don't know that, y'all also participated in this this production. So thank you, man, for even participating. But we had a really good response. It's called uh, Voices of Sun. Um, we did, we presented it over at We Stoyot Shumash Village this year. And so um, what actually um, sparked from that was people were asking if we had, um, you know, T-shirts, things to help that momentum going to share voices from uh, from indigenous men. Um, so with that, what that brought is, you know, so now I'm meeting with some folks to figure a way how we could broaden it because the format's there. Now we just take the format to different communities for those men to share their voices. And that's where we're at with Voices of the Sun. So uh, third year, right? all that are listening. Yeah, yeah, third year. So, so look for us, uh, Voices of Sun in 2023. It's very powerful, and I can promise you that you will have uh, a very healing experience for those who participate and just watch these stories and listen to these stories. But uh, yeah, so that's it right now for what I'm working on, you know, in the teatro. But uh, but we do have this guest, and I'm gonna play this real quick. Let's see if we get some sound. If not, but this is our. Our welcoming uh, music. We have our <clears throat> caracoles playing as uh, Yalt's gonna bring in this brother coming in right now. Uh, Yalt, as we have these uh, caracoles playing in the background, can you uh, introduce the brother? And uh, yeah. yes, in? yes, yes. We. I would also like to, you know, as we always do, we always uh, acknowledge where we're broadcasting from. We're broadcasting from. Uh, Tataviam, I'm uh, Tataviam Tongva territory, and um, and and I I know you're from in Tongva territory over there, Bur- Burbank, um, and uh, but we're we're just so honored, like, um, in the you know in AUG's journeys, like we have been, uh, we were we were so blessed to meet and be invited, um, to um, to perform in Vancouver, um, via uh via Brother Fish, who's, who we, we are blessed to have on the show today. He is, uh, 
he is part of a, a very very important he uh you know organization uh, that that emerged in the late uh, mid to late 90s um out of the native youth movement called west coast warrior society and and if i'm mistaken you know he'll he can clarify uh the progression or the chronology of it but 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 it, but we were um talking about it and how important it would be great for for fish to share you know his journey um and all the other brothers and and other brothers that one of them that really recently passed away i'm sure he'll, he'll mention but he he just comes from just a um a great example of um of what it means to really speak truth to power and put it into action right and so um super important and he uh you know they um fish and also the community up there he's from the new channel nation on vancouver island so-called vancouver island right and um and they really tie the connection over the whole continent and that's what i love so much about uh brother because you know um you know we uh have always you know we encounter we ever whenever we encounter um other natives who understand the whole um macro vision of the of the whole continent and how we're all in this together and we connect and we affirm each other it's a beautiful thing and, and so i just you know want to celebrate his you know all the things that he's done and, and if you could share a story brother we, we welcome you with a you know a big old hug man brother fish teach up oh, <laughs> welcome man uh, Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, hello, hello everyone. Thank you for having me on the show. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I' getting over COVID here too. Um, as is the tradition in our in 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 Oakley at New Ways, I need to start out by saying a few words in my language. Why cautious loss, Oslapi hot ways? Why cautious loss, Oslapi hot ways? Clock clock one is suitis hot wail, Katsi in Klimaxti, Ha Akwapin hot wail, Chama Pil Apin, Wik ish machyak akud nisma e, Uklasish sicha, Istakshit la Oguet. Yeah, my uh, my name, my indigenous name is Sicha. Uh, my nickname or <laughs> uh, radio name, uh, Crazy Fish. And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my uh, colo- my colonial name, I guess, would be Terry, uh, named after a cloth. I don't know where that comes from. Love you, bro. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I uh, <laughs> Terry Claude, right? So uh, yeah, I'm I'm coming from uh, from the rainforest in 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 Tlaoquia on the very west coast of Vancouver Island. Um, I. I know when we, Mateo, when we did the test earlier, I was having problems with uh, the sound. I couldn't hear you very well, so it's probably best that I, you don't see my face, which <laughs> right. that's how we usually roll with It's all good, man. Anyway. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, thank you. Uh, uh, it's, it's been a while since I, uh, you know, talked about uh, the West Coast Warrior Society. As you know, we uh, were an organization that, uh, you know, from the late 90s, uh, 2000s, that uh, Indigenous people turned to for um, uh, protection when they wanted to assert their uh, Indigenous title and rights uh, right across this country from 
from coast to coast to coast, uh, you know, you name it. We jumped on the Greyhound or hitchhiked or however way we got there, we got there and, um, uh, yeah, stood there for, uh, for our people. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of our people, uh, you know, uh, like myself, uh, ended up in jail over, uh, uh, protect protection of uh, uh, indigenous rights and title, uh, but basically, if if you think of, um, uh, I guess a similar uh, situation would be, you know, like uh, what happened during the American Indian Movement, uh, where you know warriors would would stand up and and defend the community against uh, you know all aggressions, uh, whether it be you know that racist element of society or uh, you know rednecks or uh, the police or, or the army. Yeah. And, um, and, and, can, and yeah. could you like uh, tell us like how, how did it emerge and then how you became, how you, you know, how you ended up, you know, joining up like, uh, you, you know, in this. Mm. Well, um, I think for a lot of, uh, indigenous people, uh, where, where I'm at, um, in this part of the world of Turtle Island, uh, uh, a, a, a real inspiration was was uh, what happened in in Ganastagi, Ganawagi, uh, otherwise known as the Oka Crisis. Uh, I was seventeen when there was an armed confrontation uh, that took place uh, with the Mohawks and uh, the SQ, uh, the the police force over in uh, Montreal, Quebec area, and. Um, and it was over uh, a golf course. They wanted to expand a, a, a golf course um, over uh, an indigenous graveyard. Mm. Uh, they wanted to chop down the trees. And, you know, this this had really uh, opened the eyes. I think politicized a whole generation of uh, indigenous youth uh, to, to become mm. active. And then, of course, mm. in 1994, it was the Zapatistas, uh, which, uh, you know, you know, really... Um, really kind of, uh, you know, when we were talking about, um, you know, revolution and what that looks like, um, we really looked at the model of the Zapatistas, you know, in the 16 point program and how they, how they even viewed, uh, uh, revolution from an indigenous perspective, uh, really, um, really helped a lot of young people, uh, in the nineties. And then of course, uh, in 19, at, at that same time, our, our people have never signed a treaty uh, out here on the West Coast. And uh, the leadership at the time um, was ready to... Uh, uh, it, it wasn't even a treaty under international treaty standards. It was basically a business deal uh, where we would surrender our indigenous sovereignty oh. and become a, a municipality. Um, <clears throat> we would... We would uh, surrender 95% of our land base uh, so that we could uh, so that we would get 30 million dollars mm. uh, so our people were just like this is crazy this is absurd um, <laughs> so, so we 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 started um, uh, you know involved in the native youth movement uh, which would spring out out of that uh, you know resistance and and uh, you know to oppose the BC the British Columbia, um, treaty process. So we had occupied bu buildings. Um, uh, we had uh, marched, you know, we, we occupied indigenous band offices. 
and um, you know, really, you know, connected with elders, and really, uh, you know, explain to um, you know the greater public in, in in Indian country that you know this this is unacceptable. Um, and then from there, of course, uh, there was a a more militant wing of the Native youth movement that that I was a part of. Uh, we we had because we we felt that you know. Um, you know, going to uh, marches and occupations was was only limited in terms of where it is that we seen the movement going. Uh, so we we branched off a little bit, and then we started the Native Youth Movement Security Force. Uh, uh, and, but but then that was starting to get too complicated uh, with with a whole group of young people uh, in in the late nineties. Um, so so what had happened was we. Basically, with um, uh, my late uh, uh, brother, uh, David Dennis, um, when we hooked up with him and, uh, you know, um, a lot of members from New Chonoth, where, you know, where he comes, where he had come from, um, you know, felt that uh, a more uh, direct uh, approach to title and rights was necessary. Um, and, and really what it was, was that that military that military um arm of of of, of our society uh when we wanted to uh be on the uh, you know defensive when it comes to our title and rights but also the offensive so um yeah that was that was a kind of the was that what, how, uh, fish was that the, the video you shared uh, when i was um just to give some context for those who have not seen this video, that the video in the beginning of the video it shows um, folks and military fatigues, and then it it it, tra- it goes into where folks are on the boat. It looks like that they're uh, defending the 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 fishing right there. I couldn't really. Can you share a little bit about that video? Because it sounds like it sounds like that's what you're talking about, like the oh. uh, birth of that movement, right? Yeah. There. Right, right. So, um, uh, as as you know, indigenous communities, we have a a sovereign right to uh, exercise our our right to fish. We have a right to uh, to to stop, you know, development, industrial development, such as mining, you know, clear cut, and all of that. Uh, the first um, couple of uh, direct action campaigns that we were involved in had to do with uh, uh, the right. Uh, for a community uh, who designed their own fishery plan uh, to go out and and fish under their uh, their traditional values and teachings, uh, for example, in in Eskinobidich, Burnt Church, uh, they designed a fishery plan where every man, woman, and child would have four traps each. Meanwhile, if you go across um, to the non-native community, the 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 white uh, fishermen who have a license can hold up to 300 to 400 mm. traps. So the distribution of wealth in this country uh, was completely unfair. And it continues to be unfair uh, where they, they push our people out of the uh, industry. And um, so the, the federal government uh, was completely opposed to uh, indigenous people coming up with their own fishery plans. Uh, and they, they still are today. And uh, that's why, um, there's there's a lot of conflict in in Canada when it comes to uh, 
uh, fisheries, oh, fisheries-related issues. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, you know that video, man. That video looks intense. It looks intense, and it, it, I was like, "Damn!" Oh, so, 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 what? What the West Coast Warriors did, and other warrior societies, such as the Gitchita Warrior Society, the Cree Warrior Society, uh, the the Mi'kmaq, the East Coast Warriors. Um, we were a uh, uh, a defense. As well as uh, we we did off offensive um, operations to to protect the interests of uh, the indigenous community. Yeah, because that was one uh, of that we many of, yeah. of um of where you you know you went to wherever you were needed, whatever front line you were called. Like you mentioned, you would you know go across the country right to Micmac territory to mm. right like you go um, you all would uh would just be there like you know. Uh, mm. and, uh, you know, at a at a mm. moment's notice, and in in two thousand one, what was so beautiful was when uh, Subcomandante Marcos had said that uh, indigenous rights in Mexico is the same as indigenous oh. rights <laughs> in in <laughs> yeah, Mi'kmaq yeah, country. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he had said that, and that connection, yes, yes, that absolutely. connection, there was there, and it's, it's still there. <laughs> I know. Mm. That's what, mm. like, uh, you know, it, it, we, you know, going up there, like I was mentioning earlier about the, about the Chichimecas uh, where we were with, you know, we just felt well firm. We, when we went up there, Mateo, like, it was just beautiful. Like they, they, they had done like a poster of, you know, uh, Sub Marcos. Uh, and I think of I think at Sicha's house a poster of Zapata or I don't know if it was your house like I was like, uh, wow. like yeah. you know, it was just like you know like we didn't have to explain ourselves because a lot of times mm. we always got to like yeah oh, we're indigenous but you know the the, we're, the Spaniards and you know colonize us but you know what I mean but like the, you know up there like it was just like mm. given and it's just so beautiful and the connection and the um affirmation you know uh you know, like you mentioned, you know, and bringing out the, you know, the subcomandante Marcus's, uh, you know, comment and, 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 um, and the mm. land that, you know, is up there, like the, the, the territories that, that seat just from like, so amazing. So like pristine lakes and amazing crystal clear water that you could see. It's just like, it feels like, uh, like really like, like paradise. And that's what, and that's what's at hand, right? That's what's uh, uh, being defended, right? And like he, right? Like you mentioned in the rainforest, right? Like you're right there, right yeah. there, like amidst all everything, because we are the land, right? But anyway, just part of it. No, you know uh, when when all that was going down, when we when we brought you guys up to Aslan Underground, up to uh, Vancouver Island, I remember at the time when. Uh, uh, there was a threat of a police raid <laughs> because there was a lot. There was a lot going on um, uh, because we were organizing in such a way where we needed musicians like Aslan Underground, like El Vu, who had the same message that we had um, to really uh, to be that voice for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was mm-hmm. every every revolution needs is revolutionary music and uh we felt that you know we were really honored to have, have met you guys and when we went down to uh uh la we had uh, we had brought our videotape and we 
and we, I, I, I really wanted to meet with Elvu and uh, uh, I met with Victor and all of them, and uh, you know, uh -huh. and, you know, wanted to just make that connection. And uh, the next thing you know, you know, we show them our video, that one that I sh I sent you guys, and they're and then they're like, wow, we <laughs> yeah, want to yeah, interview exactly. you guys. <laughs> so it was it was really. Totally. Uh, <laughs> it was really cool to you know when you know when like-minded people uh you know of the struggle are able to connect like that and um yeah no that's, yeah, that's definitely just, just that's definitely a beautiful mm -hmm. thing i i do have a i have a question i know like y'all shared some uh reconnecting experiences mm -hmm. with uh chichimeca and i work a lot with um you know, the homies who are incarcerated and um one thing that i that i observed is like is we get now I'm getting a lot of young folks who are are Zapotec, Michtec, but they do not identify with those communities, but they identify from their neighborhood. My question is up up in your territories, um, do you mm. um, have uh, you know problems of uh, of young people welcoming in their their own culture? Oh yeah, I think it's in. I think it's everywhere, you know, right across Turtle Island. The loss of culture and language uh, we, we're finding here where that's when a lot of young people turn to, uh, you know, hard drugs and gangs. And we're seeing that really a lot where in my wife's mm. community on, on the plains in Saskatchewan um, where, you know, these that loss of connection is, is so, so important, um, you know, to make that connection uh I know, uh, you know, towards the end of um, the West Coast Warrior Society, uh, we we had started um, integrating, uh, you know, that warrior um, uh, role and responsibility into uh, into the traditional governance structure. Mm. So we would do security for for potlatches. Um, so where you know the traditional businesses can uh and, and certain chiefs wouldn't wouldn't want us to do security but uh we we did have certain chiefs that said yes we want to have uh the west coast warriors to do security and uh so when they brought out all their sacred items all their cultural stuff and did like in a potlatch out here in new Chano, the potlatches were all the spiritual all the political all the economic all of the uh social uh is uh business uh, takes place and um, uh, a lot of the times, because of colonization, you know, you can't hear people. All you hear is, you know, people chattering in the crowd. But when when you have really tight security, and because a chief would bring us forward and say, "This this is the law. This you guys must listen to these people." So we we took that very seriously, and um, uh, you know. You could hear a pin drop. They said in, oh, in wow. a potlatch when we did security because we took it very serious, and uh, and you know we that's that's something uh, you know that I, I'm still involved in. I, uh, I I I moved back home and uh, I started what is called a guardian program. Uh, so I, I, you know, I got them all in you know, uniforms, <laughs> yeah. all black yeah. BDUs. And <laughs> I got the, uh, you know, I got, I got the nation. I'll have to send you a picture. And then, you know, uh, you know, we've kicked out, uh, uh, Imperial metals, uh, a log or, uh, a mining company, but it's, it's like making mm. those connections, uh, with young people, you know? It's it's so important. If if you don't have the culture, you don't have you know you know the language, uh, you know then then 
then you know so many of our young people were losing to mm. uh you know hard drugs alcohol and all yes. that so it's, it's, yeah, it's so, scary and, times um, we're living and, in and that's great that that's kind of like segs into i was going to ask you like what what are you up to so that's one of the the things that you're up to now right that mm. you're doing you know that and i know you also right you have your um yeah. your your radio show too and and what else are you i know you're always doing a, a lot so yeah <laughs> me and my son were, were yes uh, we're making some music together yeah we uh uh we're uh uh from an old band that we we used oh, to call it was a, it was like a punk rap core band uh we pulled uh, <laughs> a name called the the, the swinging machetes uh, from the <laughs> it's from a uh zach de la rocha uh quote uh from memory of the dead on one of his poems that he wrote but that's beautiful <laughs> but, that's beautiful uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see how that happens uh, you know where that goes but 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 we're um yeah we're we're involved with still with music and uh still with uh i um i i come from a from a uh Tai hot with uh hereditary chiefs family uh my brother is the the head chief so a lot of the times, uh, I I'm being asked to to speak on his behalf uh, because a a, um, a head chief is is kind of like a Buddhist priest. He kind of just put him up on the on the pedestal, and he doesn't talk because if he makes a mistake, then you mm. know it would be uh, it would be it would be horrified, mm. you know. So so <laughs> I right, can right. make a mistake, but <laughs> I try not to. But uh, um, so it's just, mm. it's to protect him. Uh, so mm. I, I'm in, I'm involved in a lot of, uh, you know, that traditional, uh, governance stuff. Um, uh, but also still working with the, what we call the, uh, Tlaokuit tribal parks. And I, I started the, uh, help start the, uh, the tribal park guardian program to, to monitor, uh, to, you know, to kick out squatters, to, to, uh, to help, um, because really what our tribal parks is, was, uh, here in Tlaokuit, um, um, back in 1984, we had stopped uh, clear cutting uh, from from a logging company, and uh, our chiefs and elders had uh, declared Wanajess um, Hilthuas Mears Island a, a tribal park where uh, where we basically we needed the space to live as Indigenous people, and the only way that we could really define it at that time was was to call it a tribal park which we are a part of and um with that of course uh we, we in 2008 we've kind of you know added on to it in, mm. in terms of uh watershed planning um you know incorporating uh, indigenous protected and conserved areas so i mean it's it's one thing to protect the area but you know the reality is is that we need to create jobs but those jobs mm -hmm. don't necessarily have to be, you yeah. know, at the expense of the environment. So, you know, we're coming up with creative ways on how to uh, to live in the rainforest. But also, and, and, and how we've done that is we started what's called an ecosystem service fee. So we started uh, collecting fees from uh, tourists. Um, those who benefit from a healthy ecosystem should pay the indigenous people. Uh, so that we can have, uh, um, you know, uh, create the necessary employment, uh, so that our people don't turn to oh, things beautiful. like mining or, 
or fish farms wow. or, or things like that. And that and that sounds exactly yeah. like yeah. See, so yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, um, I'm like wow, like so empowered by hearing that and how you know turning it into like um community empowerment and mm-hmm. and you know alternatives to like having to subscribe to like you mm-hmm. say the mining, but still and maintaining and being those those land you know those guardians right. you know those uh, uh, keepers of the land keepers of the you know that's beautiful that's uh, that's amazing that's great that's great work right there a good good example for the rest of us you know mm. um, so definitely yeah i i mean we're, we're we're getting nowhere with the federal and provincial governments uh when it comes to you know negotiations we're we're either in court or we meet them on the front lines uh, so you know it's we we took it upon ourselves as as a nation uh, to to assert our rights and title and um, you know find uh, you know develop programs that are going to be um, you know mm-hmm. beneficial for our program decolonize programs um, because a lot of the times the federal government the provincial government will come at us with a program and really it's just mm-hmm. administrating you <laughs> right. know their yeah, colonialism yeah. Uh, so we have to be creative we have to yeah yeah so it's 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 a lot you know but uh you know it's it's important for our our grandkids is you know we're always looking in that direction of uh you know how is this going to impact our grandchildren exactly and we have to think exactly. on, in Absolutely. those terms you know and 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 mm-hmm. how are and um and so and how are you uh, and are you grandpa yet fish no 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 i have a 28 year old i got a 26 year old i got a 20 year old i got a 12 year old and i got a two year old <laughs> Yeah, so that's why I'm in the car right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that plus, plus the internet sucks here. So, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. I know. Yeah. Can't wait to. I'm hoping to, you know, try to go up there soon. You know, it'd be great to, to just connect, you know, and also connect with the land. It's uh, such amazing land out there, you know. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! It's always yeah. It was always, know, when, always when you awesome think, to have you, you guys up this something way. About you all coming that. down or something soon yeah. or something like that. Yeah, um, I know, right? Like, we'd you know, love to. Yeah, I know. It's Gas crazy. prices, right? Crazy that we would. Um, <laughs> I know, and, and so we're like on the same, you know, West Coast, but, but they're obviously a, uh, farther north, all the way north, but. Trip how the five goes all the way up there and then into, uh, mm. you know, Canada. It's, it's just amazing. It's just like the the land is just. Uh, you can feel the the green, the connection. It's like not like over here. You know, we're kind of mm. we live in like semi desert. Um, mm. uh, you know, like kind of environment, and so they uh, they for in order for LA to be sustainable, they have you know diverted water from Owens Valley and and such and and Nevada so so really we're we're mm. this whole where we live is really like sustained by water from other areas that really 
what it means is that we, we you know, we're we're overextended ourselves in our existence, really. So we're kind of living all the, the whole population down here living on a, you know, a borrowed time, right? Because it's water and all that. So it's just, it's a trip, and you, and you know, it's just like such a hostile um, uh, environment down here. It's like man, like like before, I'd be like always like, yeah, come to LA and check out. You know the uh, Tongva land, <laughs> but but now I'm like, I don't know, you know, I don't know if you want to come down here. But... <laughs> so yeah, like, we're like we're like you're like, like, like drive drive by and wave. <laughs> yeah, we're like Mad Max down here, you know what I mean? So, but uh, <laughs> so anyway, but but and, and that's why it's so beautiful, man. Like you you're wow. you... what's that? Uh, yeah, you always got a home up north here. Oh man, that's, that's you always you always got a home up, up north here. Yeah, man. <laughs> you, know, you know, there's. I I, th- I think the way the world's turning though, like with 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 climate change, now you know it's it's yeah. getting to a point where you know right. there, there is going to be climate refugees. You know, it's just like there's yeah, some areas exactly, are just going to exactly. be you know you're not going to be able to live. Yeah, there, that's right? a tribute. Mm, so as uh, as indigenous people, we we really need to start. You know, organizing mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and figuring out right, how we're going to look and, after um, each other, right? It's interesting you say that, is that um, is because, uh, like, uh, you know, check in. I listen to different physicists, whatever. Like, and like about about four or five years ago, um, uh, I think it was uh, which which one was it? I think it was um, uh, Michio Kaku. Like, he was talking about that. Oh, yeah, Michio Kaku. Talking about yeah, yeah. Um, that that the 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 climate is going to be such with the that uh, that it's going to be unsustainable here in the U.S. and that um and also because of the uh, the the water rising because of the warm you know the warm increasingly warm uh, mm. climate that that you know migrations are going to start going south right which is like the irony right. Like, you know, the hostility of, of, you know, like people from the South coming here to try to survive. Uh, and then you're going to have the opposite to try to people going South because it's going to be the only yeah. sustainable areas where people can actually continue to, 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 uh, you know, eke out mm. a, a living because of the conditions. Right. So it's a, so, and it's, and it feels like it's, it's going that way. Right. Like you have, mm. um, and then you have like, right. All these billionaires. Oh, this yeah. is another thing that they would, they, uh, would discuss and you know they're um they're saying that that because of the insustainability of the planet um you know wealthy people are you know are setting their sights on the stars so that they colonize um places like mars and the moon so that because the earth is going to be uh basically unsustainable right and and so you see that with bezos with musk trying to you know so it's crazy because it's like uh, it's just weird to see you know it's sad to see uh that direction like you mentioned you know like we are and you're right like right now we should be uh, um on a trajectory to to see how we can take care of each other as indigenous people and you know and and weather the storm right like a, a good Diné brother um a navajo brother would share that um that you know like uh you know the elders would would tell uh, them his nation like we need to hang on and 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 try to survive as the white white world kills itself you know and still 
but we, we mm. need to hang on and still survive. So that speaks to exactly mm. what you're saying, mm-hmm. fish, feature, brother. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's you know what we're what we're finding is that um, like my parents' generation um, have you know went through you know the worst atrocities in, in what was known as the residential schools, mm. where um, you know children children as young as two years old were you know murdered. Uh, there's these I don't know you, you might have seen in the news you might not have. But right now they're mm-hmm. finding these unmarked graves uh, right across the country of, of indigenous children that were murdered in these concentration camps, um, and uh, so so what what we're what we're having is 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 that a lot of elders are 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 coming from that place where we've lost a lot of culture, we've lost a lot of language. Uh, but what we're trying to do with initiatives like our, our, our tribal parks program mm-hmm. is reconnecting our people back to the land mm-hmm. uh, so that they can have that experience uh, of, of uh, because like traditionally our, our, our new channel of people, we, we never always had the whale hunt. We never always had the wolf society that came about through spiritual experiences. And what the situation that we're in now uh, with, with so much uh, of our culture lost uh, is that we're finding that with young people learning their language, having those experiences in the rainforest is that we're starting to see that we're getting that back. We're getting new ways coming out. And um, really what that is in our, in our view is, is um, allowing that spiritual evolution to take place. Uh, That's so beautiful. And, and it feels like you, you know, like to speak on the positive, you know, because, you know, like from a place of, of hope and um, vision that that, that's so amazing to hear because I mean, and you're feeling, I mean, it feels like it, like, you know, Turtle Island is really kind of waking up on all fronts, like, and, and, and for the better in that in that realm, and, and really in, internalizing mm. how we are the land, and we need to come back. And so, to hear that that it's being you know manifested in the way it is, the way you're describing it, is just like another affirmation of that. And you're seeing all these people recovering mm. their languages too, and their but also and in their language and and knowing like learning your language, we see we're we're learning how um, you know the language. The importance of learning the language is uh, languages, is that you see our connection to the, to our the habitat that we're we're we all originate from, right? We there are like certain words and certain phrases that that connect us mm. on other levels, right? So in 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 that aspect of decolonizing, it also, mm. it, you know, learning the language, it also things are. Rev- Oh, I think we lost Yao for a second. Yeah, but he, he was. Uh, I, I, yeah, he, he was sharing. He was sharing about, um, you know, language. How when we when we when we connect to our language, there's like a spiritual awakening. I don't know. I don't know if you. I don't know if you heard. There's a maestra. Yeah. Her name is Oliva Chumacero. She's a Tarahumara, and she she shares about when we reconnect to our language and our culture, even to the food, is that we tap we tap into something called mm. our blood memory, 
And and that's something once yeah. that's it's kind of like we relight the fire or relight mm. our uh, our medicines. That's mm. us um, reconnecting mm. all of those um, relatives and our families that did not have an opportunity to even just uh, speak their language openly. But uh, that's what that's what I kind of I felt like what mm. y'all was uh, was going with it in the reconnection, and even with with, with your right. committee, I I did wanted to um to follow up with did the uh, did the West Coast Warriors um had I know you mentioned about the Guardians how did that experience dealing with mm. um like the government and the pushback how did that influence you to the work that you're doing now. Um, well, as you know, I, I think what it is, is that, you know, being involved in, in the movement, you know, banners will, will, will come and go, you know, it's, uh, you know, whether it was the native youth movement, the West coast warrior society, the guardian program, or the wit walk, uh, which is warrior in, in to have no fear in, in my language. Um, so I, I, I guess I've, I've always kind of looked at it in terms of, uh, you know, those, those are just names, banners, uh, and really the overall, uh, objective to, uh, to be, uh, you know, the men, uh, in the community who puts themselves in harm's way, uh, so that the greater community mm. can be safe and wherever that, whatever that harm is to have no fear to put yourself in, in that, in that situation where, you know, cause as indigenous people, we face a lot of, a lot of trauma, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, abuse is being inflicted upon us. And, uh, you know, I've always been a part of, uh, you know, young people, I'm not so young anymore, but, uh, you know, men who stand up and, and protect, uh, our, our, our men, our, our women and children and elders, and um, our community. Um, so I, th I think, you know, uh, the work that I'm doing now is, is, mm. is related to, um, you know, the West Coast Warriors, the Native Youth Movement, and it's rooted in uh, what it is to be a, mm -hmm. a Whitwalk, a, a warrior. Um, and um, I... You know, I, I think that, you know, every generation, I know our generation uh, has experienced, you know, that conflict with the governments and it, it's going to be, you know, my children are going to have to deal with it too. And, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll be here with them along the way to help guide them. Uh, but it's just, it's just the way of, of decolonization. I think it's an, it's in a historical process. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, and it, it doesn't happen with a friendly handshake. Decolonization is a violent process where it's not us being violent. It's us being a defensive mechanism, but it's the colonial governments, especially here in Canada, uh, that go crazy when you start talking oh. about land back. They yeah. go crazy when, you know, when they, you start talking about uh, a certain our indigenous rights and title. Uh, you know, you have uh, a racist element here in Canada. You have, um, you know, that will, you know, pick up arms and, and fight Indigenous people. And mm -hmm. I, I've seen that. I, I've, I've been in, you know, on those battlefields with, with racist people um, that want 
want to, you know, see our demise. They want to get rid of us. And, uh, you know, politicians, of course, exploit that. Uh, but, you know, it's it's being involved in as, as an Indigenous person in that role and and understanding you know what it is that responsibility is and it's it's not it's not about you know just mm-hmm. you know picking up arms and you know flexing muscle and you know it's a, it's a, it's about you know making sure that your community is safe like my my uh family um our our the Seacher family we've you know we have women that uh tell us what to do you know we're <laughs> we're we're they're they're our bosses um you know is they they see how what what is needed in in our community they see you know what 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 it is that we have to do mm-hmm. to to make it better for for our families and and our nation right on right on no that's a that's a beautiful thing and i know it's hard it's it's a very difficult process mm. what what about in regards to when you have you observed uh, migration pad is going up to your territory from folks from other communities. Um, um just you to, mean, uh, like people, yeah, from, people from the south or from other native parts of United States or Canada. Oh, and I, and okay. I, and I um, ask you this, I ask you this, wife, uh, brother, just because uh, we, we reconnected with uh, somebody from our families. Yao and I, we have a similar lineage from our from Mexico, and uh, we, we reconnected with okay. a sister that's from a Masawak community, and she was sharing that a big part Ooh. of the Masawak community migrated to another part of uh, Mexico, and they're getting pushback from other indigenous people, oh. and, and so it's like this cycle. Like it keeps up. Uh... Oh, oh. <laughs> my! Uh, my wife is is part of Chief oh, okay. Sidney family, uh, and she's she's Cree. And there's there's an ongoing joke that there's a there's a behind every tree there is a Cree. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, a lot of our a lot of our uh, New Child people kind of intermix with Crees who seem to be still really nomadic. Um, uh-huh. uh, uh, yeah, like, like out here in Tofino, like it's, it, it's a rainforest, but it's also a really, uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's extremely expensive. You know, you have rich white people here with, you know, a million dollar mansion homes. And then, uh, then you have the native community with, you know, dilapidated, uh, rundown homes and, and whatnot. So it's. Uh, you know, a lot of indigenous people aren't running towards uh, uh, Tofino uh, because oh, because it's it's so expensive to live here. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, uh, but as you know, as as indigenous people, you know, we uh, you know, uh, like in my role you know, within working within the uh, traditional governance and, and the tribal parks. You know, it's our responsibility to to you know to find employment for our people that are, you know, as I mentioned before, that are going to be sustainable. Uh-huh. And uh, we do we do have to hire uh, uh, we do hire other indigenous people who are you know are you know qualified and you know want to work and uh, you know we're always open to. But the thing is, is it's hard to live here. Uh, it's hard to find housing. Uh, it's hard to uh, exist. Uh, with with things just so 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 expensive 
Yeah. Wow, man. That's it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sounds like that's everywhere. I totally, I totally get that. Yeah. Did we lose you? Did we lose you out again? He was in, and now he's. Oh, out. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is this is what we're gonna do real quick, brother. We're, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Yelp back in right here, and we're gonna take a brief break. Sure. At this point, I'm I'm gonna uh, play the, your video. And just so people kind of see like the work that you've done in the past. Oh, okay, and, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if if uh, you don't hear it, that's okay. I'm just gonna I'm gonna add it in a little later. This is a story that's about up. camouflage and what happens when Indians put it on. Indians in camouflage is uh, creates a, a, a tremendous amount of uncertainty. Um, it scares tourists away. Um, People don't want to invest in, in, in logging and they don't want to invest in companies and whatnot. So Indians in general hold a lot of power just simply by our presence. They refer to themselves as the West Coast Warriors Society. Our people are beginning to, to see us as men and women now. Um, they've seen us growing up. Um, we've, we've been uh, angry and hostile in the past. Um, a lot of people see that time is over. The Warrior Society stands for is to defend the land and defend the people upon that land. We will not settle for it anymore. We will do what we have to do to protect our nets and to protect our people. Throughout uh, 98, 97, 98, there was um, members within the Native Youth Movement who felt that we should take a more direct, assertive approach to title and rights. Um, this materialized when Chief June Quip asked the Native Youth Movement. To... All right, but welcome back to Lost Souls Radio. And that video you just saw was uh, from the brother uh, Sicha. And also known his uh, radio name is uh, Crazy Fish. Yeah. Uh, but let's, yeah, it's uh, Yao, Mateo, and uh, Crazy Fish right here. And uh, welcome back. Hey, welcome back, Yao. You went to go, uh, what'd you do, Yao? You went to go check your TikTok? What the hell? <laughs> no, man. It's like, you know, it's the powers that be knocking me off the, the conversation that's super important. That's what I do. I know, uh, man. I know. I know. You'll probably drop some super knowledge and stuff. <laughs> But um, think, any any uh, closing? Did you want to share something, Sita? Well, uh, I was just gonna say I, it was probably the man mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> jamming the airwaves there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's more than three Indians getting together here. I know. That's, that's <laughs> right. Uh, so in that's, that's in, a threat. Yep. Exactly. In my mom's generation, when she was a kid no more than three Indians could gather because it would be deemed a, uh, uh, a conspiracy. Wow. Uh, you had to have a pass. Uh, like up here in Canada, uh, it's, uh, I didn't mention it, but uh, we still live under the Indian Act. Uh, the Indian Act is, is, a, is an apartheid system that um, mm. the South African white South African government came here in uh, the early 1900s to study uh, the Canadian Indian reserve system, the past system, the, uh, uh, the segregation system. And then they came up with apartheid and, you know, uh, our brothers and sisters from uh, 
you know, Black South Africa, you know, uh, Stephen Biko and all them, you know, they they uprose and, you know, they overthrew apartheid. Mm-hmm. But here in this country, in Canada, we still live under the Indian Act. Mm-hmm. We're still oppressed on these small little Indian reserves. Mm-hmm. So it's after generation of generation of being oppressed under the Indian Act, um, the West Coast Warriors sprung out of, uh, you know, we we were a ragtag group of uh, of young men and women who, you know, uh, felt it was our duty to uh, ensure the well-being of, of our communities and our, our beautiful country that we come from here, you know. Uh, we, 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 we seen it, uh, we, we, we seen differently than uh, a lot of our leadership at that time. Uh, you know, the, the Canadian government had, had, had said the Neutronal Tribal Council is the best example of a tribal council in this country. And when your enemy is patting you on your back, you know there's something wrong here. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> so like, that's not a massage. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out of that came um, the West Coast Warriors. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of people, they, they you know, they either loved us or they, they hated us. Um, and they still, we still have that, you know. We came home from the war and, you know, people spitting on us, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, because we're a threat to their, uh, their, their, you know, making money. Right. So, um, I, I know that, uh, I know that my kids, uh, generation and their kids generation are going to go through the same struggles and ho- hopefully we we've made it a little bit more easier for them in their fight um to to protect indigenous uh title and rights uh but i i, I know i know that because of the process of decolonization it's going to take some time and um uh, you know we're we're actually we're running out of time with with when it comes to uh climate change when it comes to um, uh, wild salmon, when it comes to uh, the, you know, uh, Mother Nature's uh, creatures here that are, are are going extinct, and we're not too far uh, behind them if, mm-hmm. we, if we don't act now. So I just wanted to, you know, throw that out there, and um, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you so much for having me and, uh, you know, on your program, and I'm still trying to figure out, you know, I, I didn't know what IG was, Instagram, <laughs> the, the, the tail there. Uh, but <laughs> I, 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 I think I still got a Bebo account now. It <laughs> <laughs> was a MySpace. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. Actually, it was, uh, it was uh, Resistant Culture who got me on MySpace. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Those, those brothers down there, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, man. But thank you, thank you for thank you for joining us. Mm. And before uh, before uh, we close out, mm. uh, we'd like to um, take a moment towards the end of our our episodes and do like an honoring session mm. where we just honor some folks who who either transition or they're just not around right now, or maybe they're incarcerated. 
But um, so if there's anybody who would like to share their name, it's open to uh, to any of y'all. Um, uh, I'd like to, you know, to, you know, kind of just send my prayers for her journey. I have a, a friend of the family. We're considered like family. Her name's Eva. She died of, um, you know, of cancer. She was like pretty young for to die so soon, like uh, early forties, and uh, you know, um, you know, honor her, her memory and um, and her, uh, you know, her life and you know, blessings for her kids and stuff. And and also, um, I'm, um, wanted to um, also recognize brother, you know, David Dennis, and I'm sure Fish can elaborate mm. more on him, who passed on, and he, I had the pleasure and honor of meeting him, and he uh, was a big force um behind west coast warrior society and uh he did so much and i got to you know participate in ceremony with him impromptu and um just he's just a wonderful soul just real and i just you know like i it's really um i mean i only had brief you know interactions with him and i feel a lot great loss so i i can imagine um the community up there uh, and his, uh, you know, and, and the loss that they, uh, you know, suffered and continue to miss him. But he was a great beacon of, mm. uh, of indigenous dignity and resistance and realness. And uh, so I just want to, you know, give him mad love, respect. Uh, thank, thank you for that. And uh, we actually just uh, dealt with his ashes. We brought it home next to his father. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So very, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I, I'd like to, uh, you know, recognize we, we lost a, uh, one of our chiefs, um, chief Moochink just today, um, mm. a heart attack. Um, so everything's shut down. Nobody's doing anything. Uh, um, as well as, uh, uh, an elder, um, uh, uh, when Bev and I got married, he had put his uh, his love song away, but he thought uh, his name was Ray Samuel, and he brought out uh, his sparrow dance because there, he said there was so much love and joy uh, that he couldn't put it away, that he had to bring it out, and he passed on, and uh, my thoughts and prayers are, are with, with the families. Mm. Mm, thank you, thank you, thank you for, thank you both for bringing uh, our relatives present. I want to just share that there was a uh, person who was a little bit younger than me that passed away last week. Give a uh, Frankie Dominguez, and also I I learned a neighbor passed away who was a young person who who always came around and we used to play uh you know play in the street with him, and uh, but just want to bring those folks present and. I like to just share this quote that Leonard Peltier, he would say that each and every indigenous man, woman, child, or elder is a spirit warrior. So just want to mm. share those words and thank you all for honoring. Um, do you want to take us out, brother? Do you want to take us out to close out this episode? Oh, you're, you're talking to me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, you, got, you got two brothers there. I don't know. Okay, this is um, that brother, uh, the one that lives in the nice area, uh, <laughs> y'all lives next to me. <laughs> all right. 
Well, uh, again, uh, thank you. Uh, it's it's important work that you guys are doing. Uh, you know, I I know that uh, by reaching out to other indigenous communities like you're doing, um, especially to the north here, I know that the the eagle and the condor have met, and uh, we have a lot of work to do. And um, just really proud of you guys. I'm always thinking about you guys. Um, you know, we love you. We love you guys. And we're always thinking about you. And, um, you know, Thank you. Thank you. Oku. people.